Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Welcome, South Coast Christian. We're so glad that you came and joined uh, us online and to worship with us today, and it's just a privilege to have you here today. If you're a guest with us today, we want to say welcome as well, and if you're uh, on the line, either on Facebook or on our website, man, just, we, I just encourage you to say hi, uh, go into the chat box, introduce yourself, and one of our hosts will uh, welcome you as well, and we're so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, happy Mother's Day, moms. Uh, we are so glad that you're joining us. And a uh, special message to my mom. I love you. Appreciate all the sacrifices that you have done uh, through the years for us kids. And we love you, mom, and appreciate uh, you so much. And all you all, all the other moms out there, uh, we love you and we appreciate you. And thank you for the great sacrifice that you do for your families. And, and we appreciate you so much. Uh, we've been in a series. Uh, called Flip This House, and we're going to continue that series today. Uh, the goal of this series is to evaluate the priorities of our life. Uh, we've all been under quarantine because of this pandemic, and, and we've all been going a little stir-crazy, and some of you guys have been doing different house projects, and uh, we just thought, you know what, what a perfect time for us in our lives to do some uh, house cleaning in our own lives and do some projects of how we can improve ourselves. And so we've been in this series for three weeks now, and uh, we're going to continue it uh, today. Uh, the last three weeks, I've talked about seeing our potential as God's creation, seeing our potential as God's creation, learning how to dream of what that potential might look like. When you go into a house and you want to renovate a house, you have to look at it. You have to see the potential of that house. And then all of a sudden you have to start to dream. What could the potential of that house be? And then choosing to remove any of the items that might rob you of the potential of that house. But more importantly, what might, what might rob you of the potential that God wants in your life. Sometimes, last week I shared, sometimes there's a wall right in the middle of a beautiful room. And sometimes we just have to remove that wall to get that space that we need. And sometimes in our hearts, in our lives, there's something that's interfering. There's a wall that's in our lives that needs to be removed so that we can continue forward with what God wants to do in our life. So today, let's start building. That's our, that's our project today is we're going to actually get into the building process. And let's begin to remodel the house to its fullest potential. We are going to remodel the house by selecting different rooms of the house. And uh, so that's how we're going to start off this project today. And one of the common statements that I've been hearing uh, during this quarantine time is I've never cooked so much in my life. And I've heard that from, from wives. I've heard that from husbands. Uh, Brett's been doing a lot of the cooking in his household uh, recently. And he says, I've never cooked this much in my life, and this quarantine has forced people to cook again. It's interesting that many Americans stopped cooking because of the conveniences of restaurants and fast food. And even when you go into the grocery store, it's, have you noticed that you find yourselves buying the prepared foods that's already in meals, and all you have to do is go home and, and warm up that meal? Um, through this quarantine, many people are discovering that they've kind of forgotten how to cook. Or maybe even worse, they never knew how to cook in the first place, and you're having to discover that for the first time right now. People are quickly discovering that one of the most important rooms 
in your house is the kitchen. And that's the room we're going to remodel today is the kitchen. It's where we prepare nourishment that, that, that feeds us. And spiritually, it's the place that we prepare nourishment that feeds our soul. Do you know that the kitchen is the number one remodel project for homeowners? Kind of interesting. It's also considered one of the most expensive parts of a house to remodel is the kitchen. People can spend $20,000 on a very modest remodel of a kitchen, or they can just start out with $20,000 and spend it on one fridge to start off the remodel process. The sky's the limit when we're talking about remodeling a kitchen. It's interesting that we spend so much money on kitchen remodels Catch this, we spend so much money on kitchen remodels, and yet we keep on eating out more and more. It's just an interesting, I think we need to develop a special task force to investigate this whole thing. But anyhow, back to the task at hand. Every home needs a kitchen. It's where we prepare nourishment to fuel our body. Peter, in his encouragement uh, for God's people to be holy, he writes these words in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. The first step in the feeding process is the craving for spiritual milk. It's, it's gaining an appetite for God's word. It's, having, it's falling in love with the word of God. That's our first step. As a new follower in Jesus, you crave that new spiritual food that you've been hearing about. You crave that. You, all of a sudden, when you discover that there is a God that loves you, that there is a God that cares for you, that there is a God that forgives you, this is that, that first step on your journey to feed yourselves is understanding who God is and learning to trust God in your life. It's recognizing that you have someone on your side who believes in you, who sees your potential. This is the first step in following Jesus. But this is just the first step, and you can't just keep on living on spiritual milk. You have to take the next step beyond just the milk because otherwise a steady diet of milk is not going to be good for you in your future. To accomplish spiritual growth, we need to get back into the kitchen. We can't rely on just fast food. We can't just rely on the prepared meals that you can buy at the grocery stores. We need to learn how to feed ourselves. We need to know how to get a spiritual nourishment for everyday living. Let me ask you this question. Is your kitchen a place where you desire to hang out? Do you desire to spend time cooking there? Do you have the right appliances? Do you have the right utensils, cooking utensils, or the right cookware? Do you have that uh, cast iron pan that you can pull out that when you want to do a steak, that you can sear that steak to a perfect temperature, and you can get it both, both sides, and you can cook the steak? Do you have all the right equipment in your kitchen? In our lives, we need to create an environment where we desire to study and learn God's Word just as you have set time to physically eat, we need to, have, we need to set uh, time aside to spiritually eat. Listen to Jeremiah's words in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. He says, When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. And then David the great King David writes these words in Psalms 119, 103. He says, How sweet your words taste to me. 
They are sweeter than honey. Our soul was designed by God and the words of God, the word of God is what feeds our soul because it's been designed by him in the very first place. David writes, it tastes sweeter than honey. There is something amazing that takes place in our life when we begin to devour God's word in our life. It becomes alive to us. It's the difference between eating a steak that's been popped in the microwave that's been heated up without any seasoning compared to having a steak that's been put on that cast iron skillet that's been marinated, that's, that's with all the spices on there, and that's been cooked properly. Man, there's a huge difference between the two. There's no comparison. Let me give you an example. There are times where my life is super busy, and I find myself all of a sudden reading God's Word like it's a task. You know how we've, some of you guys are task motivated and you have all these little tasks that you write down and, and then you check off each box as you complete the task and, and then you feel good about yourself as you complete, complete each task and you feel like you've accomplished something in the day. And, and sometimes we put the reading of God's word, we put our relationship with God in a task mode where all of a sudden I know that I got to do this and so I set some time aside and I check off the box and I feel good about myself. But when I stop and take time to pray, and I ask God to reveal his word to me, there's something better that takes place than just making it something that is just a task that I have to complete. Because the task is not very productive in reality. It's not very productive. But when I spend the time, when it's not a task for me, but it's the desire of my heart to all of a sudden just to spend time with God. And I, I read his word and I start to pray and ask God, God, reveal what this word means to me. And all of a sudden it starts to come alive by the power of his Holy Spirit speaking in through me. All of a sudden I, it starts to change me in a way I'd never thought could be possible because his word was designed for my soul and it starts to make me complete and it starts to change my life I ask God to show me how to apply his word to my life and then I take time to just meditate on his word it's as if you're preparing a grill uh, to grill a steak and you take that time to marinate that steak and the reason I'm talking about steaks because guess what today we're going to have steak for Mother's Day we're going to barbecue and it's going to be awesome and so I'm already thinking about that but you allow that marinade to soak into the steak and it makes a difference between a great steak and a mediocre steak it's all the difference in the seasoning and the marinade that you put on that steak God's word can become mediocre to you or it can become sweet as honey to you it can be a chore of your day. It can be a chore of your day, or it can be the highlight of your day. The realization that God has given us his word as an instrument for our lives, that it's literally God himself speaking into my life, is a revelation that he's given to me and brings on a whole new perspective of the desire that I want to do to read God's word. Jesus shared... Um, in the Beatitudes, which is a listing of, the, of blessings that Jesus shared in Matthew chapter 5. At verse 6, he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We need to hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God's word, for his righteousness to be evident in our lives. Not that we just read the word, but that it becomes alive in us. It's the difference between a life that is dying and a life that is thriving. That's the difference, is do we just read God's word to mark it off as a task, 
or do we read God's word to let it bring us alive again? There's a difference. If we're not careful, our spiritual life can become complacent and stagnant because we have chosen to live a steady diet of fast food in our life. We haven't sat down and taken time for some fine dining. Man, I'm rooting for some fine dining soon. We need to feast on God's truth. We need to slow down and savor every word that God speaks into our lives. Listen to these words that are found in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Powerful words. The author here in Hebrews is writing to the Hebrew people. Listen to these words. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain. Especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. He's actually talking to church people here. He's actually talking to believers. It's kind of, it's kind of a hard word, and I'm going to try to soften it up as much as I can, but listen to the rest of it. Verse 12. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basics, things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot get onto solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. This is what you might call an admonition or a rebuke. Uh, Basically, in the Word of God, you'll find these at times as you read God's Word, and it's good. We need to receive those things. We need to ask God, man, is that me at this part of my life? The author is so frustrated that there is not, there is not more spiritual maturity among the believers. He's not ha- happy with their progression. He believes that by this time they should be teaching others, and instead of teaching others, they're still asking to be spoon-fed by him. They become lazy. He basically tells his readers, you're still trying to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Now, if I was writing this scripture, somewhere's in there, I would put the words, come on now. I just say, come on now, because I just want more emphasis on that. Come on now. We can do better. We can do more. Pastors, teachers, evangelists are all given for the purpose to help build up the body of Christ. The design and purpose is for spiritual growth. That's what Jesus wanted in our lives is that we continue to grow spiritually. But this scripture is a great reminder that it is the responsibility of each and every one of us to grow spiritually. We cannot put that onto someone else. It is your responsibility to feed yourself. It's not that we don't have pastors and teachers and evangelists that can pour into our lives. But guess what? Bottom line You're not going to be able to use that as an excuse with your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is based on your responsibility to spend time with the Lord. We must develop and learn God's word, not just for our own spiritual maturity, but for the purpose that we can begin to help and to teach others as well. I remember my my wife, when we first got married uh, many years ago, and uh, when she didn't really know how to cook that much because she traveled a lot during her teenage years. And we had a, I had a sister-in-law, Karen, who took her under her wing and started to teach her how to cook. And in our lives, who is that person that we need to take under our wing and teach them how to study God's Word, how to learn God's Word, how to apply God's Word into their lives? On this Mother's Day, we celebrate moms. And we are so grateful for you moms out there. Because you, you do so much for your kids, and, and fathers, we celebrate you as well, but it's Mother's Day, so it's a little bit more on mothers here today. But parents, we celebrate you. 
Because you know what? One of the tasks that's been given to you is to spend time with your kids, to instruct your kids, to teach your kids, to have them spiritually mature, have them physically mature, emotionally mature. It's part of your role. But one of the things as a parent, one of the last things I ever want to happen in my life as a parent is for my kids not to mature. I I root for them to mature on. I want them to develop in their life spiritually and and physically and emotionally because there's a day where I want them to have kids and they're going to be able to pour into those kids' lives. They, They shouldn't be consistently, constantly throughout their entire life depending on their parents. Not that we don't have a great relationship with our kids. We should. But there's a mature process that should be taking place in our lives as we continue to grow. And spiritually, we need to be growing. We need to learn how to cook. And we need to teach other people how to cook. How is your kitchen? What does it look like? What does it look like? Is it a place that you want to spend some time? For the final few moments, I want to ask my wife, Annette, to come join me today. She's here uh, with me. And I just felt on Mother's Day it was a perfect time just to... Just to take a few moments and make some very practical uh, thoughts on how do we continue to nourish our lives? How do we continue to grow in Christ? And, and we just have some thoughts that we want to share with you today and, and, um, and about what we need to do in our lives to continue to grow in Christ. Any thoughts to start with? The first thing that hits me is just spending time with the Lord, spending quality time with Him, setting it aside. Um, asking for God's direction and guidance through the whole process because I, I really feel that it, he just really begins to speak to us and uh, in such a precious way. Talk about environments because I know that that's a big thing for especially ladies out there. Sometimes us guys, we don't need a great environment to be able to study God's word, but, yeah. but some of us do. But, late, but for you, what do you, how do you set the environment? Super important, gals. Um, you know, especially when our men are at work and they've had a long day and we've been with the kids, we've had a long, busy day and it's been hard. But one thing that I, I did in our home was um, make sure that the home is picked up, make sure that the um, atmosphere is set. I, sometimes I would play Christian music and just set that tone. Um, the kids would be non-fighting and they would be relaxed and enjoying life and so when daddy came home it was a whole another atmosphere he can come home to his own oasis and it was just such a precious precious time but how important it is because even throughout scripture it talks about the atmosphere um presence of god and things like that all throughout the scripture and so that must mean that there is a true meaning um and and a purpose for setting the atmosphere in your home and I would, for you guys out there to create an environment for your lives, can I ch- share something with you? Get rid of the distractions. Uh, get, get rid of anything that's going to interrupt your time with God. Uh, make God priority. Turn off your phone for 10, 15 minutes or put it on silent. To take away those things that are going to distract you, social media and all the other things. Shut down the TV. Don't try to read God's word while you're gaming, guys. That doesn't work, okay? Shut down the games and spend time with God. A couple other thoughts I thought in regards to just practical things and how to continue to grow in Christ. Come, come to God with a humble heart. Come in humility. Uh, you never want to come to God already with an agenda. Um, come to God with an open heart that says, Lord, what am I going to learn today? 
And be ready to learn. You know, you're never going to learn something. You're never going to be able to continue to develop your life if you're not ready to learn. If you're not expecting to learn. Come with expectation when you read God's word that there's going to be something that's going to come into your life. And you're going to go, aha, and you're going to understand that God is speaking to you. There's a revelation that's taking place in your life. And with that, there's also have the desire. I mean, you... If a person doesn't have a desire to change yeah. or, or create the atmosphere in their home or want more of God, you're never going to grow. So coming along with a, humi- uh, a humble heart, you've got to have the desire to do that as well. Another thought I had, um, which is hard for a lot of us, is uh, learn to obey. Um, it's easy to read God's word, but change is never going to take place, what you were talking about wanting to change it's never going to take place if you're not obedient at some point in your life just like kids when you're parenting your kids at some point in their lives they're going to have to learn obedience and and in us as adults and when we want to spiritually grow we can't just read God's word and say oh that's not for me oh I like this one oh that's not for me no you need to obey God's word and take it as a whole into your life and understand that it can change you if you obey your heavenly father and that's that's part of that humility process. When we step in humility, when we start to read God's word, when we begin to pray, and we set that environment of prayer and worship, and, and we hear God's word, all of a sudden it comes alive to us. Be prepared, because the Lord will reveal things in your life that needs to be changed, and so the, the, uh, the ability to obey will come into place with that as well. So. And learn to trust. I thought I've written a couple things down I wanted to share. Learn to trust God for the growth. Sometimes what happens in our life, we don't see the growth. We read God's word. We pray. We don't see anything happen in our lives. And and we get discouraged through that process. But I will guarantee you, if you're spending time in God's word, if you're spending time in prayer, you can ask a friend or a family member. I bet you anything they'll say, man, I'm seeing changes in your life. Sometimes we don't see it because all of a sudden we're in the midst of it and we don't see those small changes take place. But those small changes over time add up to be a major change in your life. And and I just encourage you, trust God. He will bring the change in your life as you put your as you put your trust in him. Absolutely. Well, and that's another reason why it's so important to be involved with a church community. Yeah. Because if you don't have that special person to be accountable to or, or observe the change, your community within your church, your small group, your ladies' groups, your men's groups, you know, even on Sundays, they begin to see the change, and that becomes encouraging for you as well. Last thing I want to just share uh, real quick as you read God's Word, and this, is, this has been a journey for me as a pastor um, and in my devotion time, um, the times when you open up God's Word, you can read God's Word and just read it. But then there's times when you open up God's word and you're listening to God's word. You're hearing God's word. It's not just reading words, but all of a sudden those words, you're you're reading them and you're actually hearing them in your head. You're listening to them. And when you start getting to that point where all of a sudden the word of God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, starts to come alive to you. All of a sudden, I talk about revelation a lot when we're at church here. And what I mean by that, all of a sudden something in God's word is being revealed to you in a deeper in a deeper way than you've ever experienced before. For another person that might read it, it might just be words on a page. But when you read it and you're listening to God as you read his word, 
all of a sudden it starts to impact your life. It starts to change you. You start to receive it. You start to fall in love with the Word of God because it's not just words on a page. It's His spoken Word that's been given to you so that it can change your life. And all of a sudden then the Holy Spirit, you start sensing the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Hey, Tom, apply this here. Hey, what would have you would have done if you'd just been more patient with your kid just the other day when they didn't? What would have happened if you'd just been more patient with them? What would have happened if you showed more love in that process? Whatever it might be, all of a sudden the Word of God starts to speak to you and it starts to come to, alive to you. I pray today that you take this message. We're starting to build our house. We're starting to make the remodel. We're starting to make changes. Take the message we talked about last week about the demolition process. This week we're building. Hopefully you've torn down the walls. If you have, this is your first week, go back and listen to the, some of the other messages on this series. They're, they're on our website. They're southcoastchristian.com. But start applying it. You demoed last week. You made that demolition process. Now let's start building again. Let's start building our lives to be more honoring and glorifying to God than ever before. And it, I believe it kind of starts in the kitchen because that's where the food's at. And we start to feed ourselves. If you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never been, taken the very first step of just all of a sudden, you know, understand that, man, you just need spiritual milk. You didn't know that God loved you. You didn't know that God cared for you. You didn't know there was a God that that died on a cross and rose again to forgive you of your sins. That's how much he loves you. And if, if you're there today and you haven't made that step of faith and just say, yeah, Pastor Tom, I want to make a decision to follow Christ today. I want to choose with my whole life to start making this, this commitment because I need change in my life. It's not going well. My house is really broken down. It's looking like it's already been demolished. Maybe you don't have a whole lot more demolishing that you need to do because it's already torn down. Well, let's build again. It's just time to start. If you're here today and you want to make that commitment, I just ask you right where you're at right now, in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you might be, bedroom, wherever it might be, just say this prayer with me and believe it in your heart. Watch what God will do. Lord Jesus, I pray right now. Forgive me my sins. I want to start to build my life with you. I choose to follow you today. Help me, Lord God, by the power of your Spirit. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want to say thank you. And I know that right now, God loves what you're doing. And he cares for you. And I know that you're going to sense the power of his Holy Spirit this week in your life. And we ask that, man, if you want to take the next step at South Coast Christian, man, contact us this week through Next Steps. You'll see it on our website. And, and we would love for you to be a part of our journey here at South Coast Christian, creating an environment to see what God can do in and through your life. God has special plans for you today. I believe he has wonderful, wonderful things to do in your life. You will rebuild your house in a way that you'll never could have ever imagined would have taken place. And it's because you invited God into your life, Jesus Christ. Um, Today, as we close, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who's been a part of South Coast Christian and who continues to give. Um, let me share a scripture with you in Proverbs chapter 3, verse, verses 9 and 10. Um, it says these words, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, 
and your vats will be bursting with wine. And I was thinking about that scripture. When we give, we honor God. When we give of our possessions, we honor God. And you know, normally on Mother's Day weekend, if you were moms, if you were walking in today, you would have gotten a flower or a special little book or something because we love to give gifts to our moms and, and that's just the way we say we love you. And but this week, because we can't have you here, it changes a little bit. So this week we decided as a church, or I should say Pastor Todd decided as a church, uh, we're gonna give a thousand dollars, because that's usually what we kind of spend on the moms here. We're gonna give a thousand dollars to Orange County Rescue Mission. In, on your behalf, moms, on your behalf, because you support this church, we're gonna give it to those who need just a little help and a little bit of encouragement. And we're gonna take that money that we normally give there, we're gonna put it somewhere where there's a great need. And we're gonna give it to Orange County Rescue Mission, great ministry that we support and that we minister at. And, and we're so glad that we are able to do that today. Thank you for your faithfulness to South Coast Christian. And man, I cannot wait for the day where we can get back together again and worship together as, as a congregation, as a body of believers. Just a real quick reminder before we end today. We love you here at South Coast Christian. Uh, God is so good. I share this every week that um, Pastor Tom loves you. Uh, God loves you. That's the most important thing. Have a blessed, blessed, blessed week this week. God bless. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.